Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. We are alive in Christ and called to embrace Chicago. Please enjoy this uh, message uh, of our Lord's for you. And if you'd like to support the mission God is doing right now in Chicago, please go to our webpage, St. James hyphen. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called the children of God. And so we are. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we celebrate All Saints Day. Yesterday, many of us enjoyed Halloween. We certainly did, as St. James, uh, after our uh, Saturday service, uh, Julie went down and uh, had tons of candy for mobs of little superheroes. Yeah, a superhero convention going on yesterday. No, um, but I, I love Halloween and I uh, love All Saints Day, and I would say they have a lot to do with one another. The obvious is the name Halloween comes from All Hallows' Eve. Hallows, another word for saint. And so All Hallows Day is today, the day before is All Hallows Eve. And if you say that really, really fast, eventually you're saying Halloween. We like to dress up on Halloween. As uh, we noticed yesterday, I love uh, coming to school for the Halloween parties. And of course, in this neighborhood, it's amazing what you see, what people dress up as. Um, It seems to be, especially when you're young, you're dressing up for someone you would like to be, right? You're not going to choose a costume of someone that uh, you don't like. You're going to choose a superhero costume. You're going to choose the uh, uh, the protagonist of your favorite TV show. And apparently the Descendants is still popular among the little people. I saw many of the same. And it's awesome when you're a kid and you're wearing that full costume and, I, and you feel like that person. For a day, you get to act like that uh, hero, you know. And I saw lots of that. I saw Darth Vader's and uh, Captain America's. Um, and, uh, but I did see Eleanor Hibben dressed up as a pickle. So I, I don't know if that's uh, something she aspires to be. But uh, you get the point. But uh, it's kind of funny. Um, you leave uh, Halloween and uh, being a kid. But dressing up. As someone you're not, (laughs) is not something that ends when you're a child, does it? You go on to uh, high school and you begin to take a long time picking out exactly what you want to wear. Uh, I would like to be a jock. Um, And so I'm going to make sure I'm always wearing jock clothes. I am an independent, uh, strange person, unique. So I'm going to wear these unique things to make people say, hmm, what is up with that person? They're strange. Uh, even though you bought it at a store that sells exactly all those things <laughs> to many people. Um, but if you remember that in high school. And then, of course, now you want to get a job and you go to college and you're told to dress not for the job you have, but the job you want, right? Putting on this public image to project something that you would like to be is it's a fine thing, first of all. You can't read that much you don't need to read that much into it. Um, clothing's beautiful, and it's fun to do. It's almost an art project, expressing yourself. Um, but it also oftentimes can be something a little deeper um, of insecurity. You're not secure 
with who you are. Maybe you don't even like who you are. And so you project an image of something you'd like to be, even though you don't feel that way inside. And we can do that more with just clothing. We can do that with the house we buy, where we live, who we hang out with, etc. Can't we, right? It's actually pretty amazing uh, sometimes. And I, I think many people, some some way uh, can can understand this. The most outgoing people sometimes are actually the most insecure and they're projecting this outgoing, happy person so strongly to make up for how weak they feel inside um, and uh, clinical depressions like that. Some people work and walk with severe depression and you'd never know it because of the way they act on the outside. We can get in those traps Sometimes feeling like we have to really project this image. No one really wants to know the real me. And uh, that's our confused, sinful world. I'm not saying per se that's a sin, but it's just a manifestation of our general confusion of who we are and our discomfort with the universe and ourselves. And it also comes down to, or there's another way that we project an image, and that is in terms of righteousness and goodness. As Christians, we can really do this. You know, and I wonder, do you do this with God? Do you think that you get away with your disguise before God, that you got it all together? You can handle this. You're okay. You're a good person. You're not a bad person or with one another. Talk about self-righteousness, this projection that I'm right, righteous and good is huge. It's a problem. Well, you don't need to do that before Jesus. You don't actually, you don't have to pretend you're something you're not before God. I think a lot of people think about that when it comes to Christianity. Uh, I'm not going to go to church. I'm not ready for that. I've heard people actually say this. I'm, I'm going to live out my soul, my wild oats, if you will, or, or uh, I'm just not, I'm not like those people. As if people in the church are good in their actions and their words all the time. And this person's not. You don't need to wear a costume before God. You know, uh, Jesus uh, dealt with people that thought you did or believed their own costume, one might say. The Pharisees. The Pharisees um, acted righteous. They did righteous things. They went to synagogue. They gave a good percentage to the temple. Um, They weren't caught in any public sins. They were successful in their uh, endeavors. People looked up to them uh, as examples of good Israelites. But they actually believed this projection. (laughs) They actually believed the costume that they were wearing Jesus, uh, whether he was, <laughs> he, he came to do two things. One of them was to rip off costumes. And, and he did this to the Pharisees publicly. Uh, after we read the wonderful words we read earlier in the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, blessed are the morning, blessed are the poor. Jesus goes on a little rant about sin. And basically stripping any costume you have and saying, you know, just because you never committed adultery doesn't mean you're not adultery. You have lust in your heart. You're no better than that person. Just because you're not a murderer doesn't mean you never murdered anyone the way you talked to one another, the way you called your own brother a name like that. You don't think you've had affairs. You don't think you think divorce is wrong. Look at you as you watch that woman go past you. 
he really nails those Pharisees. He calls them whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, full of dead bones on the inside. Christ came to rip off our self-righteousness, our public image that we think God believes and that others do. And we can sometimes believe that because we've never done anything too crazy, God must love us. We're a good person, right? And then who did Jesus love to hang out with? People that just plain could not afford a costume (laughs) or they couldn't get away with it. Their sin was public. Everybody knew it. They can't pretend there's somebody they're not. The tax collector, clearly making money, betraying Israel. You can't hide that. So he lived outside of Jewish society. The prostitutes, the poor, beggar, the leprous colony. All these people, right? Christ loved to hang out with because they couldn't pretend to be something they're not. It was obvious. It was there. And guess what? Jesus didn't come for good people. He came for sinners. They were lucky. (laughs) They didn't know it. Jesus came for people that knew they're sinners because he came with gifts for people that don't got nothing, with grace, with forgiveness, which should surprise you if you think about it, about God and that God's Messiah would come not for the powerful and the awesome that people love him, but actually come to the broken down, the hurting and sinners themselves. Because you see, God is the greatest costume wearer of all. We like to wear costumes of people we aspire to be. God wore the costume of those whom he loved for no other reason except for he just loves sinners. God wore the costume of a human being. Your costume, my costume, the most vulnerable of us, an infant he comes in the manger. Never would have seen it coming. Nobody saw it coming. There's God in the manger. Talk about a costume, right? And then as he grows up, he's there with the proletariat family. I mean, people said this guy's, a, he's, this guy, uh, the son of Joseph, a carpenter, didn't see it coming. He did amazing miracles, blew their minds. They saw the sign, the hand of God there, but they looked at him hanging out with the weak, just walking on roads and not taking chariots. Nobody saw it coming. They didn't see him. What a disguise as God came as humanity. And even Pontius Pilate has him on the stage, feared him, knew that he did these amazing things. And yet, as he stripped him down and put him before the people, he says, Exahomo, behold, man. It's just a man. What a disguise. And the greatest is when you look up to the cross And there's God. Never expect him to be there. Doesn't look like God. It's the last place you'd find God would be on the cross as a criminal, an enemy of the state of the people between two other real criminals being crucified and punished. What a disguise. But it was a disguise indeed. He was wearing your costume and mine. He was wearing humanity, sinner upon himself. St. Paul says, he who, he who knew no sin became sin so that we could become his righteousness. Jesus disguised himself as you, was punished as you, said it was finished on the cross and buried you in the earth for good. 
and rose again three days later. And he basically rose and he grabbed his people and after clothing them with his righteousness, sent them out to give out costumes. Go and make disciples. That's what he tells St. James. That's why our theme is Alive in Christ, Embracing Chicago. We are sent by this Jesus who has clothed us with his righteousness to go and give his righteousness to others, to give the costume of being a son of God. Jesus took on our enemy status and gives us his son status. You are a son and daughter of God by his grace. He exchanges identities in baptism. You are born again as a child of God. You are made a saint. And that's why All Saints Day is so beautiful and fits well with Halloween, right? Because All Saints Day is a celebration of the costume that we receive in Jesus Christ. We are given that because he says so. You are a saint You are a child of God, not because of how you feel on the inside, not because of your behavior, because of what Christ says. And I love what St. John says. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, not earned. You don't have any potential. You don't have to pay it back. It's freely, completely given that we should be called children of God. Look, like, look, look to your neighbor. Look at yourself. Look in the mirror. It should blow your way. Why? Because you don't look like a child of God. You don't act like it all the time. And yet God gives you that identity. When he sees you, he sees his son. Isn't that crazy? Because on the cross, when he saw his son, he saw you and your sins. God is crazy in love with you that he would love people that don't love him back. It's easy to love people that love us back. Good Lord, we got two ding-dong politicians doing just that. But God loves people who don't. Then he goes on, the reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Friends, All Saints Day is a big deal because you are called a saint. You are given saint status. It's not something that you earn because you did two miracles. It's not something you earn because at some point in your life, you finally did more good than bad. And now you get to go straight to heaven. Some people believe that. Sainthood is a gift. It is not something you're given. And it's not something that God helps you achieve. He absolutely completely gives you when you are born again. When you believe in Jesus, you are a saint. That's Bible. That's Paul. That's Jesus. Anything else is the opposite of Jesus and Christianity. Sainthood is a gift. And on All Saints Day, we celebrate all saints. The ugly ones and the good ones. People that live pretty messed up lives. Trusted in Christ. People that never quite got it together, but they believed in Jesus. They fumbled themselves across the goal line. <laughs> They're all saints in God's eyes. Because all by grace, absolutely in every way. And thank God that is true. That is not dependent on us. Our sainthood is not dependent on us. You know, because we like to dress up who we want to be. You want to be a saint? Sure. And Jesus is given to you for free. The funny thing is, it's... it's um, this is a challenge with Christianity because um, we don't look like it all the time. As John says, the world does not uh, know us because it did not know Jesus, didn't recognize Jesus, doesn't recognize us. We look weak. We look foolish. And then when we look at ourselves in the mirror, we look like sinners. And uh, the struggle is this, that if this is not taught correctly in a church, you will either create a bunch of self-righteous Pharisees 
or people living in despair. You either, if you tell people that, man, once you're a Christian, you stop sinning, you start looking like a saint. You start acting like one, and your life will go well. Christian's life, if you really believe in Jesus, you will do better in life, you'll be stronger, you won't sin anymore, etc. If you teach that, then people have to put their costumes back on. Because they're not always feeling like a, a Christian, they're not always looking like a Christian, but then now they got to pretend again that they are. Or actually start, and that, that's a Pharisee, that's being self-righteous, or you fall into despair. You're like, man, I'm not like that person. Those people are happy at church. I'm a Christian. They're a Christian. They seem fine. I'm not fine. But my friends, that is not what Christianity is. As John says, we don't look like it all the time. That's okay. We trust that we are because he says so. His word, as we've been learning the last couple of weeks, is more powerful and more true than what you see. If Jesus, who rose again from the dead, that's a fact, and was seen, says that you are a saint, no matter if you look like it or not, then you are. If you are a child of God, then you are. And so you are, friends. Every morning, wake up. You look in the mirror, and hey, it's healthy to confess and say, man, I don't look like a saint, Lord. It's okay to take off that costume. It's really healthy, actually. Every morning, Heavenly Father, forgive me for this and forgive me for that. Good. But then remember, you're a saint. You are a child of God. See what kind of love the Father has given to you that you should be called a child of God. Believe it, friends. May that lift you up today and tomorrow and through this ridiculous election cycle and the challenges of our world. You are a child of God and you're a part of the church of God. And God is going to do amazing things in small little ways. That's how he does it. The world's never going to see it coming. In Jesus' name, amen.